0: Hi, and welcome to episode two of Scissors and Scrubs, and uh, we are coming off of releasing our first episode a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago, and we have gotten quite the response from that first episode. I'm very excited. We're all good. We're all good. People loved it. People are laughing, thinking it's pretty good, so I want to thank everybody who listened to it. Um, I'm hoping that you find this episode... um, as funny, but it's different. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous because it's different, <laughs> and everybody this. was so excited about yeah. our stories. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout-outs yes. before we get going, because uh, as we're trying to get this podcast off the ground, we've had a lot of grassroots help. <laughs> so today, we have the joy of going to... Nobility Hill. Nobility Hill. In Stoneham. In Stoneham which has the most delicious flatbread and Bloody Marys, might I add? hmm <laughs> And we did uh, pictures with John Scullin, um, which is always just so goddamn
1: embarrassing. <laughs> Very awkward. <laughs> Very
0: you know? awkward. You're like trying to look real natural, but you're really not natural. Where
1: am I supposed to be looking?
0: And you're trying to make sure your double chin isn't out there. Mm-hmm. So it's a little um, a little awkward doing the pictures. So thank you, John Scullin, for taking our pictures. Really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Nobility Hill, for letting us use the bar. Yes. And uh, the patrons who had to watch us. Um, So today we're going to talk about uh, some great nurses who Mm -hmm. decided they really wanted to um, kill their patients. Now, we've all felt that way, I'm sure, at some point, but... um, (laughs) Not like these people. Not like these people.
1: So, um, who you got? I have Janine Jones, a.k.a. Angel of Death. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful name. It is. I think I was once called... An angel. But not of death. But not of death. Not of death. Yeah, I do believe you were
0: doing a code, mm-hmm. was it? And yep. um, the anesthesiologist looked up and said, oh, the light's just glistening off your eyes. You looked like an angel. You yeah, look like, nobody ever says that about me, no. like ever. But yes, you were an angel that yeah. day.
1: Maybe mm. an angel of death that day. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, so Janine Jones was born on July 13th, 1950 in the great state of Texas, San Antonio.
0: Oh, Texas. Yep. Um, she was a lot of weird shit down a lot in Texas. Of, so, a lot of problems.
1: There's a lot of people, though, so they have a...
0: Yeah. Vast. Yeah. Vast expanses yes. of tumbleweeds and dirt. hmm yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So um, she was given up for adoption, Aww. and um, she was immediately adopted, like, from birth by Dick and Gladys Jones, who had already adopted three kids. So these people are... Gladys. Thanks. Such a 50s but name. Dick and Gladys. Oh, Gladys. <laughs> Dick. <gave him> a... <laughs> Dick and Gladys. Couldn't get more 50s. What a great name. Um, Dick was a professional gambler and an entrepreneur. I didn't know you could be a pro with that. Apparently. And... He um, owned a restaurant and then a nightclub and then a billboard business. All these businesses failed. What? <laughs> um, yeah. I have a great He was a gambler school <laughs> then he had all these businesses. <laughs> um, he was free with the money. very poor money management free with the bookies yeah Um, so of course all these failures in business and the loss of money put great stress on the family Janine was a short heavy girl she was known to be a liar a manipulator and very aggressive so she's very popular in school very popular with everybody yeah Mm -hmm. Um, she felt left out at home by her parents and family and not approved of at all by her parents um, she feigned Maybe illness. It was the lying? I mean, or the manipulating. Could be. Yeah.
0: Usually, there's a frown upon.
1: Yeah. No one likes that.
0: Yeah, I don't like it in
1: my own kids. So. No. Um, she feigned illnesses to gain attention. So she already had this Munchausen. E. Do we work with somebody like that? <laughs> Maybe we do. Maybe. Could be. We might know a few. Okay. People. So anyway. Um, then Janine's younger brother Travis died in an accident when he was fourteen. Oh. And then a year later, her father died from cancer. Oh. So these, they left her devastated. Yeah. She was just an emotional wreck. Um, but she wanted to marry Jimmy Harvey Delaney Jr. while she was still in high school. Yeah. We were he? in Texas.
0: Um, was he a junior? Jimmy Harvey Delaney Jr.?
1: He was a junior. Of course yes. he was, because you
0: wouldn't get any like that unless you were Jimmy Harvey Delaney Jr. Right. Okay.
1: Um, Gladys. The mom said, no, you're still in high school. So she married immediately after graduating high school. Did she marry Jimmy? Jimmy. She married Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. (laughs) Um, He was a dropout. He joined the Navy seven months after they got married. Um, And while he was gone, Janine bragged about all her affairs that she was having. She had a very large sexual appetite and talked...
0: Guys, talked I'm about her conquest. She
1: on a ship and she was up it up. Nice. Yep. Um, Gladys, Gladys. kind of got, you know, she got on her. She pushed her to get a career. So um, Janine decided to go to Mims Beauty School to become a beautician.
0: Marvelous, Mad Madam Mims.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mims. Mims. So she became a beautician. She had a son, Richard Michael Delaney, when Jimmy returned home. Was uh, it Jimmy's? It was Jimmy's. For sure. I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm okay. assuming. They divorced after four years of marriage on June 3rd, 1974. And then, of course, they reconciled oh. for a short time. And, of course, during their reconciliation, another she kid had another kid. Yeah. Yeah. Heather. She was born on July 17th, 1977. Um, and they split after that for good. She's said to have loved her children, but she mostly left them in Gladys' care. So Gladys pretty much raised her kids and Janine her thing did whatever she did um she had a job in a hospital beauty salon so she's noticing all these doctors walking around and she was attracted of course they were to their paycheck right yeah. to the money and prestige of a doctor so <clears throat> to get closer to the doctors she went to the San Antonio Independent School District School of Vocational Nursing she became a nurse Why to not? bag a doctor
0: like like many women right. before I mean, and after many. it's happened
1: many. Her first job, first job was at San Antonio's Methodist Hospital in which she was fired after eight months because she overstepped, tried to make decisions in an area that she was not authorized to. And she was also rude to a patient.
0: Oh, I so, should not invite you. to yeah. go.
1: <laughs> So she got canned. She had a very short job immediately after that, um, got fired from that. And then on October 30th, 1978, she started working at Bexar County Medical Center Hospital in the pediatric ICU. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this when, isn't gonna be when it, the shit goes down. <laughs> shit gets real in no, the pediatric yeah, ICU. October 30th was a bad day. Um, Janine was noted to be very aggressive. She worked way more than her scheduled hours. She disobeyed orders because she thought she knew better. Mm-hmm. She skipped mandatory trainings because those didn't apply to her. Well, how do you get away with it? Because they're mandatory. Yeah, you know, she's a manipulator. Yeah, that's true. She was sick that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she made eight nursing errors, including multiple med errors. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And but, still
0: has a job.
1: Yep. Pat Belko, who's the head nurse, liked her. She thought her working overtime and
0: she liked it coming the all ships. the ships.
1: She was working all the time. She thought, oh, she's dedicated. So yeah. she's going to be great. You know, she didn't, it's an accident. It, she didn't do it. No, you know, none of these yeah. were intentional. It, she's fine. She's not going to fight it. So that other nurses started transferring off of, the you unit, because her behavior, Janine's behavior, became worse because she knew she was safe. Oh. Like, she I knew. That. She, have, I'm protected. a couple of those, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm protected. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to do whatever yeah. I want. So these other nurses started leaving. Um, James Robotham was the director <laughs> of Bexer in 1981, and he viewed her as a passionate nurse because oh, yeah, of because all the, the all time she's them. putting in, and she wanted you know, to be involved in these very sick kids' care. And he thought, oh, yeah, this is great. So she requested to be put in charge of the sickest children's care. Oh, That's what she better. wanted. Yep. She wanted the extremely sick patients all to be under her care. And he said, she okay, great, great, idea. great, perfect. You'd be perfect for the job. Yep. Um, side note, Janine visited outpatient clinics 30 times in two years because she always thought she was sick.
0: There's always something Little wrong Munchausen's with her. Going Little on.
1: Munchausen's. Since she was a kid, she does this, pull this. I'm yeah. um, sick. There's something yeah. wrong. She never. In those thirty times, she was never diagnosed with anything. Yeah, but nuts. Yeah. Um, Janine also went above and beyond to take care of dead babies' bodies. Mm. Mm-hmm. So after a child had died, You know You, know you fucked in, it, in the head if that's something you no want to do. No one wants to. I mean, nobody you know, you do no. it respectfully. You you do it when it's your patient. When you have no choice, but right. you don't like. Hey. I'm gonna baby take Johnny. Care of that baby. Oh, yeah, I got this. No, that's it's yeah. awful. Um, but th- again, this Pat Belko and James Robotham just thought she's very dedicated to her job. Mm-hmm. She's really, you know, just passionate about caring for babies. <laughs> um, non-critical patients started dying though, a lot, and other nurses started calling Janine's shift the death shift Ooh. because, of course, the coworkers caught on. Like she's here every time. Somebody These dies. children are yeah. dying. Um, children were 10 times more likely to die on her shift than any other shift. Oof. Yeah. So the nurses she worked with knew there's a problem. Yeah. That would be my luck. My kid would get sick and be on her shift. That's it's the kind of luck I'd have. It's not Hi, good. I
0: am your nurse, Mrs. Jones. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. no, this is not yeah. good.
1: Um, 47 babies died in total.
0: Oof.
1: 34 were under her direct care. And how long of a time frame? Four years. It's it's over 10 it's a kids, kids a year. Yeah. I, yeah, it was too many. Yeah. Like, way too many. Um, after three infants died in a row due to drug overdose, the administration finally became alarmed, like there's something wrong. Yeah. Finally. Um, finally. 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 Yeah, after 47 children died. Um Robotham finally decided to request a formal inquiry into Janine, but the hospital didn't want the negative publicity. Oh,
0: they didn't want people thinking, sense. oh, this
1: nurse here is you know yeah. killing bronze, people. Yeah
0: sounds very reminiscent of Dr. Death. Yes.
1: Great. That's a great podcast. Excellent. We'll have to go over that another yeah. time. Yeah. That's very reminiscent. Yes. So um, Bexar Hospital decided to make the pediatric ICU an all-RN unit and transfer all the um, LVNs to other floors. So she's not an RN. She's, an, she's LVN. an LVN. Okay.
0: Which is what? A licensed vocational nurse? Yes. Okay.
1: So she... So instead of, like, saying, you need to leave the floor, Janine, because you're causing a problem, we're just going to take all the LVNs off so no one's suspicious of one person. Um, She decided she didn't want to work on another unit because she wanted the sick kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So she resigned, and the hospital gave her letters of recommendation. Of course they did. Yep. Of course they did. Not Not my problem. As long as you're leaving this floor, not killing any more kids, go ahead and... Not NP. It's it's YP. Right. Not my problem. (laughs) Yep. Um... So in 1982, a doctor, Kathleen Holland, opened a pediatric clinic in Kerrville, Texas. Holland had trained three years at Bexar and knew about the PCU deaths and the rumors of Janine's involvement. And guess what she did? She hired her. She hired her anyway. She's so dedicated. Yep. She's great. Hired her anyways. This woman was like a master manipulator, like, you know, knew exactly what to do to Mm -hmm. get people to believe, no, I had nothing to do with this. I love my job, you know. I'm great. Yep. Um, within the first few months that the clinic was open, seven kids had unexplained seizures while at the clinic.
0: And you think being in a smaller environment should have laid off a little bit. No. No. Mm-mm. She went
1: right down, right down to the line. Went for it. And this is a clinic. It's yeah, not a hospital. Can, like, a pediatric ICU where these kids are sick. Right. Like, it's small. You're coming in for like a hangnail. Immunizations. Yeah. These kids most of these kids were coming in for immunizations. Oof. Yeah. Um, so they'd have a seizure, and they would be transferred to Sid Peterson Hospital. They'd be treated there, and the, these seven children all recovered fine. Um, Dr. Holland didn't seem very suspicious. She just thought, I'm a specialist. They're sending me you know, yeah. sicker kids than other doctors get, and that's why these kids are having reactions. And I have the best LVN in the world. So right, and I have a be excellent Janine Jones. Any of our problems. Right. Um, until one day, 15-month-old Chelsea McClellan... Went to the clinic to receive her immunizations. Janine injected her and she coded. Janine then accompanied Chelsea in the ambulance to Sid Peterson Hospital. She held her the whole ride. Of course she did. She injected her several times on the ride to the hospital. And Chelsea was dead by the time they got to the hospital.
0: Oh, you just gave me goosebumps.
1: Yep. Um Chelsea McClellan's death devastated Dr. Holland. And so an investigation was started. She realized this is not right. Something's wrong. You know, yeah. we have to look into this. On September 27th, 1982, the investigating committee um, found a discrepancy with the supply of succinylcholine in Ooh. the clinic. Succinylcholine is, um, for those of you that don't know, a paralytic a- agent that relaxes muscles during surgery and medical procedures for tracheal intubation and ventilation. So in other words, before you go to, when you're going to sleep for surgery... They give you succinylcholine. It paralyzes all your muscles. So, we can then put a breathing tube in and breathe for you on the vent cuz so
0: paralyzing all muscles we're talking the diaphragm too so you can't You breathe can't
1: in. breathe on your own. Right. We that's why we do it for surgery so we can breathe for you on the vent so you're right. not overriding the vent. But if you're not intubated and on a vent, you're going to die. You can't breathe. Yeah. <clears throat> you're basically going to suffocate. Right. So, they found one bottle had pinprick holes in the rubber stopper at the top. Another bottle was completely filled with saline, not Ooh, succinylcholine, and a third bottle was just missing. It wasn't there anymore. So on October 12, 1982, Kirk County Grand Jury heard cases of eight children that had emergencies during their visits to the clinic, and then the death of Chelsea McClellan. Chelsea's body was exhumed, her Aww. little 15-month-old body. I can
0: imagine.
1: I know. And it was found that she died of succinylcholine overdose. In February of 83, the grand jury convened in San Antonio to investigate 47 children's deaths at Baxter Hospital during the four years that Janine worked there. On February 15, 1984, Janine was convicted of murder, the murder of Chelsea McClellan and injuring seven others at the clinic. She was sentenced to 99 years in prison, which was the
0: biggest yes. sentence
1: they could yep. give her. Um, and then on October 24th, 1984, Janine was convicted of the attempted murder of Roland, Rolando Jones. She, um, he was at Baxter Hospital in the, um PICU. Yep. yep. And she injected him with heparin and oh. caused massive bleeding. Um, he was oh, treated she's just cruel, huh? Yeah, she was, He was treated and recovered. Yeah, but still, she tried to kill him. Yeah, she was sentenced to sixty years for that crime. Um, and the sentences were to be served concurrently, though, so no extra time was added onto her sentence. Um, Baxter Hospital was humiliated by the negative press they tried to avoid of course when they by giving her astounding letters of recommendation recommendations. to other places yep yeah. um, so they destroyed numerous records <gasps> of the children that died Ooh. yep some of which had been subpoenaed
0: oh my god they destroyed god.
1: them so, so shut that fucker down yeah so they couldn't prosecute her on any of the other so you don't know how many she really killed right but any of uh, the other deaths at that hospital they couldn't prosecute her on because there was no records of their oh. care Um, at that time so um when janine was sentenced texas had a mandatory mandatory release law under this law if someone was a model prisoner oh come on don't don't it was overcrowded don't say it you know for every two years they served one year was taken off their sentence as long as they were a model prisoner janine is a model prisoner prisoner. she probably worked in the infirmary to help everybody never talked about the crimes, like they had people go in and try to get her to talk like, oh, my you know, oh did you really do this? Blah, blah, blah. Navis wouldn't say a word like she knew. I'm getting out. Yeah. yeah. In the third of the time. Um, so she was up for of parole in 2017. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And had a release date in March 2018, like a mandatory release date because she was a model prisoner. So the families of the murdered children. How old is she now? She's 60. What is she? 60. She's 69 now. She was born in 1960. <laughs> so, she sorry, was so the families of the murdered children protested her parole. Yeah. Because they, they were they beside themselves. Yeah. Um, and her parole was denied. And then a task force that was formed in 2015 due to her impending release, knowing she's going to get out in 2018, we have to do yeah. something, we have to find more evidence, um, they were able to find enough evidence to charge her with five more murders. Oh, thank God. Yep, of four boys and one girl ages three months to two years. So she was released from prison on her release date in 2018 and then taken directly to jail.
0: Could you imagine? Like honestly that's a great yeah, that's no. a great. Yeah, you're right. like here you're here the back. gates open, sunshine, rainbows and here come the police. Yeah. Oh,
1: and mm, we're going to get you, again.
0: you to jail. Get back for murder again.
1: Yep. Yeah, so they took her. She's in jail. Um she was indicted for the murder of almost 1-year-old Joshua Sawyer. Oh. He came to Baxter Hospital Pediatric ICU on December 8, 1981 suffering from seizures, and he was in a coma because they had a fire at his home, Mm -hmm. and he inhaled smoke.
0: smoke,
1: Um, His brain activity looked promising, though, despite the seizures and coma. And um, after a few days, he started improving. So Mm -hmm. he was... Things were looking up. They thought, he's going to make it through. He's going to be all right. And then Janine Jones became his primary nurse, and he immediately decompensated. Of course he did. Of course he did. He suffered multiple cardiac arrests, and finally had okay. a cardiac arrest, and they couldn't bring him back. Um, labs showed that he had more than double the prescribed dose of Dilantin in his system. Oh. Dilantin is an anti um, convulsant. It's used to treat seizures, which he was not having anymore. No. Um, she was also indicted for the murder of Rosemary Vega, a two-year-old. She had um, congenital heart defect, and she was in the PICU at Bexar. And she died of cardiac arrest cardiac arrest very soon after janine gave her iv meds of course Mm -hmm. of course um judge frank castro is hearing these cases in the 399th state district court janine has turned down a plea deal and she is in jail awaiting trial on five million dollars bond um i got all that information from biography.com janine jones all oh, that's interesting.com Janine Jones murdered 60 children working as a nurse and will soon be released by Amy Lamoureux um, thefamouspeople.com and the Netflix series Nurses Who Kill.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Those poor parents coming in for like thinking you're going to get some help and this yeah. psycho bitch yep. shows up. Yep.
1: Just the luck of the draw. And like what did she get, she get out of this?
0: You know, you well, she would babies. go in
1: and t- make these kids code and then she would go in oh, and be she like be the savior. Oh, I know what's wrong. Yeah. And only she would know what's wrong to fix them. And but in the meantime, you know, almost sixty other children oh. They have no idea how many children actually die because of her, but the forty seven is the A lot. It's a lot. The number that they're going on, but there could be many. Oh of course. More. Undetected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh God. No, damn. So she's a Oh Mrs. Jones. Lovely yes, person. Mm-hmm. Well <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the neighbors upstairs seem to be having a party because yeah. um, it's quite some noise going on up there. I am going to talk about Jolly Jane Toppin I with like an how you N. you called her Jolly. Well, that's that's the name. She was so friendly. That's the, nice. Jolly it's Jane like, Toppin. Yeah. So I got my information from uh, the ID channel, which is my favorite. That's a good one. I love I ID channel. Uh, Women who kill and Wikipedia. So, Jane Toppin was born Honora Kelly. Oh, Honora Kelly. On 18, 7, 817, 1854, to Bridget and Peter Kelly. Hmm. Uh, That's her daughter's birthday. 18, 817. 817, so she's a Leo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and she's born in the Boston area. When she's maybe about a year old, her mom dies of TB, which oh. I think everybody died of There's TB lot back of then. And her father is a raging raging alcoholic. I'm shocked. Which, of course, makes him abusive as well. Mm -hmm. And he tends to be kind of kooky. a little eccentric. Mm -hmm. So his nickname is Kelly the Crack. (laughs) Kelly the Crack, short for Kelly the Crackpot. Yeah. And um, it's an accurate name since at one time he tried to sew his own eyelids shut. Why? Uh, Ah.
1: Why? I
0: don't know. But could you imagine? What didn't you want to see that bad? Oh, could you imagine, like, putting that first stitched through no. the eye. Yeah, tried to sew his own eye on that show. God. So in 1863, when Honora is about six, Kelly the Crack takes her and her sister, Delia, to the Boston female asylum, drops him off, buh-bye, never to be seen again. Don't know where he goes. I don't know if he then ends up in an asylum. He disappears. So in 1964, nope, lie, 1864, <laughs> Honora becomes an indented surgeon Surgeon. A surgeon. I don't even know what that is. I, I not sure. a surgeon-servant. Servant, yeah. So she becomes an indentured servant mm-hmm. at the age of eight or nine. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I can't get my kids to pick up their shoes. No. will be goddamn servants. No. Nope. So she's taken in by Miss Anne C. Toppin of mm-hmm. Lowell. Huh. And even though she's never officially adopted by the Toppins, she takes their surname and eventually becomes known as Jane Toppin. Huh. A little similarity here with Jeannie adopted out yeah. young, yeah. you know, yeah. not... So, even though she gets adopted by the Toppins, they have a daughter, Elizabeth, who's about the same age. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, the Cinderella story. Elizabeth is showered with gifts, mm-hmm. she gets everything. Jane is over there sweeping the, you know, well, cinder's out. Yeah. yeah. She's, you know, laying the fire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she gets, at a very early age, she starts building a lot of resentment towards Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and this continues on as she gets older. So in 1885, she is now like 18, and she decides she's gonna start training as a nurse. And she begins her training as a nurse at the Cambridge Hospital. Hmm. When she's there, she is life of the party. They fucking love me some Jane. Um, They give her the nickname Jolly Jane. And she would single out certain patients when she was a nurse, usually the very old or Mm -hmm. the very sick. And she thought it was great to do some experiments on them because that's what you do when you're in training. Oh, God. And she would use uh, morphine and atropine. Atropine is a drug that uses to treat slow heart rates, and it's used in pesticide poisonings, which I never knew. Yeah, I don't know. No, I didn't know that either. And it's used to decrease saliva during surgery, which I really wish they would use when they do a back. Because you ever see when those patients are over. and there's just just long things of drool on the floor. like Everything's covered in spit. Give them a little atropine.
1: We can suggest that. She would
0: inject the patients with these and then they would become incapacitated. And then she would spend a really long time with these patients. And she would like get in bed with them
1: and pet them. While she's in nursing school? Mm -hmm. Yep. So under supervision.
0: Yes. And, well, you're talking like 1885. So I don't know how much supervision. supervision
1: there really was. Have at it? Uh,
0: she'd make up fake charts about them, and she'd just medicate and see what would happen. And, like I said, she would get in bed with them and pet them, and it was like her turn-on. She loved to get in bed yeah. with the patients. Uh, so, in 18, she finishes nursing school, and in 1889, she's hired by Massachusetts General Hospital. Oh, wow. God bless. Mm-hmm.
1: 1889.
0: And again continues this really bizarre behavior and it's at mgh i'm pretty sure it's at mgh where she attacks amelia finney oh mrs finney amelia's in the hospital i don't know what she's in for she's in the hospital minding her own business recovering in her bed i'm pretty sure jolly jane worked nights you know how the night nurses are yeah you know like this when is you see a night shift. pictures of her she's got the night shift look mm-hmm. like her hair's pulled back but it looks like it was slept on. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got the dark circles under yeah. her eyes. And in the ID show, the woman they cast her looks exactly like her. Like she, she, it's she what looks, you'd picture. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly what you would picture her yeah. to look like. And this behavior is more
0: like a night shift. Like you could only on really get away with not this. accepted. But yeah, <laughs> get away with <laughs> having worked nights for ten years. Yeah. like weird shit goes on at night. I walked in the autoclave room one night. One of the nursing assistants is buck ass naked. What? Yep, buck ass naked. All his clothes off in the autoclave room. I don't know what he was doing. I think I'm still blind from that incident. I was like, "Yep, yep." I'm like, "Mm, "Yep, you." you
1: I'm turning around. You need
0: to put some clothes on (laughs) quickly, like and (laughs) turn around. He didn't work there much longer. No, I don't know what he did at night. But weird shit happens in the hospital at night. Um, Okay, so Amelia's in the hospital, and Jolly Jane's like, "Mm, "I like Amelia. She's (laughs) something." So uh, she starts to start testing out her meds Uh on Amelia, Uh and she injects her with some stuff, and Amelia becomes completely incapacitated, Mm -hmm. and she's getting, she's drifting in and out of consciousness, and at this point, here comes Jane, she crawls all up on her, gets all up in bed with her, and she's petting her and holding her, and she would get, like, she'd get off on this, like, it was a sexual thing for her, so, um, as she's getting up on her, Uh Jane can hear somebody walking in the hallways, she hops off Amelia real quick, and... She winds up getting fired from mass General, uh, but as the meds wear off, Amelia she fully recovers and she doesn't say anything about this incident until Jane gets arrested years later. She's like, she just she's like embarrassed. She's like, a just, horrified. Yeah. I don't even know if I remember what I saw because well, I was it, Right. So yeah. I, you know, people gonna think I'm a weirdo when I see some nurse crawled up on top of me. So within within a year, she's fired from MGH and she heads back to Cambridge. Um, but Cambridge finally gets rid of her because she's also stealing from patients all the time. She's constantly stealing from people. She's big into petty yeah. theft. So because she can't get a job in a hospital, she goes into private care nursing. And she starts oh, killing Jesus. off all the people she's caring yeah. for. <laughs> Nobody's picking up on this. Like, here comes Jane, sets up shop in your house, and then the whole family's they dead.
1: Did. The so, whole family, not just the patients. Well,
0: eventually the whole family is what oh gets her. So
1: many would complain.
0: They're not complaining about the people dying. They're complaining she's stealing stuff from the house because apparently that's more important than your 4-year-old daughter. Like she took the candlestick. She's taken a pocket watch. She's taken my earrings. So she gets she's moving house to house to house and stealing from all these people and they're yeah. not caring that she's killing people in the home because they're not picking that up. It's right. that she's stealing. So in 1899, her favorite stepsister, adopted sister, Elizabeth mm-hmm. becomes ill and here comes Jane to save the day. Uh-oh. I'll take care of you, Elizabeth. Uh, I, I love you will. so much. Mm-hmm. So she decides to torture Elizabeth for a few weeks um, before finally giving her a lethal dose of strychnine. So she will bring her to the brink of death and bring her back. Bring her to the brink of death and bring her back for weeks. And then finally it's like, I'm done, strychnine, you're done. This isn't fun anymore. And she's quoted as saying this is the only murder that she does for revenge. So there are articles that I was reading a bunch of stuff on her and I was catching little snippets of different shows. Mm. And one of them says that she had a crush on Elizabeth's widower. Who would be her, I guess, brother in law, stepbrother in law, mm-hmm. doctor brother in law. And once Elizabeth dies, the widower moves his sister in with him. And Jane is there, but she's jealous of the sister. So what does she do? Poisons her and kills her. His own sister. His sister. She poisons and kills as well. He's she's jealous of
1: yes. his yes. sister Yes, Because he's with paying him.
0: attention to the sister and not her. Oh god. So then she makes him sick so she can start nursing him back to health. Of course and get and, in bed with him. right? and get in bed with him and pet him and stroke oh, his God, hair I don't and want get get off anybody on him to get him. in bed with me and pet oh me. my gosh and if you saw her not a uh-huh. looker she's Uh-oh. not a looker no excuse me so um he picks up on something I don't know if he picks up that she's killing people. he picks up on something he's like get the fuck out of my mm-hmm. house we're done I don't want anything to do with you so out she goes she moves in with the Davis family and again, people are quoting that she owed the Davis family money. I don't know why she would owe the money, but no. that was one of the things I read. So she moves in with the Davis family. And she starts working for them in 1901 as a private nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of a few weeks, all four members of the family, are dead. Oh, my God. They all, and the police are like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. four of you guys? that Now, finally, somebody's waking up like, this isn't right. Okay. So the police start suspecting Jane. Mm-hmm. They do a toxicology report on the youngest youngest daughter. I'm a God, I didn't drink today, I, I swear.
1: I said it earlier. On,
0: on the youngest daughter, Minnie. Mm. Minnie, little Minnie. Minnie? Minnie was dead. Oh. And they find that she had been poisoned. So on October 29th, 1901, she's brought in by police and she confesses to everything. Wow. She confesses to 31 murders, oh. but it's possible they're up to 50, making her the most prolific female serial killer. Which, I don't know. Janine might have her beat. Janine's got like
1: 47. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're up to, well, I mean, I mean not proof. We're, close. we're close. She
1: actually admitted to them, so I guess right. you could say. She
0: admitted to all of them. So um, she's brought to trial. We're on June 23rd. She's found guilty by reason of insanity and sentenced to life at Taunton Insane Hospital. Really? Yeah, and that's what they called it Taunton Insane. That's politically correct. Nice. <laughs> you're going to the fucking insane hospital, all right? Because you're insane. Ending her 15 year killing. Jesus. Jesus. So she is one of the few women to kill for sexual gratification. She got off on bringing them to the Um, brink of death and reviving them and then killing them again. Ugh. So she dies in 1938 at the age of 84. And she is the role model for the fictional serial murder Bessie Deniker in the 1954 book and movie The Bad Seed. Oh. Which I think Macaulay Culkin played in the movie The Bad Seed. Yes. I think it was a remake of The Bad Seed. Yeah,
1: there was a remake.
0: Um, And then last... Poor sister Delia. Mm, didn't, things didn't go well for Delia either. Oh. Um, she gets adopted out at the age of 12 and becomes a servant in Athol, New York, and is later transitioned into sex work.
1: Oh.
0: And then she dies at a young age from alcoholism and probably syphilis. God all yeah, knows what everybody what yes. has. And that, my friends, is the story of Jolly Jane.
1: Oh, that's lovely.
0: God Lovely bless. women. These women yeah. are something, huh?
1: Yeah. Not yeah, good. I don't know if
0: I've ever... I mean, we've had some weird people we work with, but I don't think. No, I never suspected anybody of killing people. Though so when I was in tech school, we had this guy. Um, he was going to be a tech. And he was a ret. No, I think he got fired from the post office. And this is when everybody was postal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like a thing. And you were like, he was bizarre. He was just bizarre. And he would steal stuff to go home and operate on his dog. And I don't know if it was like, like I'm helping my dog, or if he was like operating on his yeah. dog. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then one day he, he was just kicked out of the program. Nobody wow. knew why he was just kicked out of the program. And I had to finish his clinical at the most boring hospital in the world because he was so difficult. Would I be surprised if there were skinned people in his basement? Not even a no. little bit. Not even a little bit. But he, he didn't make it. He never finished the Do you program. know what I mean? Like they ca- right. They caught on something was odd with the guy before yeah. he got. I would anywhere. hope by this point they were right, a little we more can, like, honest about what we're doing, because yeah. that he was a creepy, creepy mofo. Oof. I'm not going to lie. No, I've never. I'm not going to lie. I've
1: never known anybody yeah. like that.
0: So if you have any stories about creepazoids you work with, we'll yeah. take those too. <laughs> Questionable serial um, killers. Yeah. Um, we're preparing some episodes for like the 4th of July right now, so if you have some... I mean, we have so many stories of people blowing their hands up with fireworks. Yes, tons. But some of them we can't tell. Mm-hmm. So if you have stories of people doing something stupid with fireworks where the injury is not too bad, or I don't know, whatever you got. Police, fire, EMTs, everybody. Yeah. Fourth everybody's got stories. a 4th of July story. Father day, Father's Day. Right, Father's Day's coming up. Love some yeah. Father's Day stories. Mm-hmm. Um, my father, I'll tell you, the guy is something. <laughs> All right, he, he asks me one day to come up. He's like, I got these things on my side. No. Take a look at them. No. This is what nurses do. So I go up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know, Dad. It looks like you got some moles, but what's all these scratches on the moles? He's like, Oh, I, I tried to sandpaper them off. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Did you say you tried to sandpaper them off? God bless you, yeah. Oklahoma Hailbilly. He's like, Yeah, I just, yeah, I tried to sandpaper them off. I'm like, Okay, well, why don't we go to a dermatologist? Mm. Um, it'd be less painful than trying to sandpaper yeah. them
1: off. Just cut those
0: puppies Oh, yeah, yeah. He one time had chiggas. You ever heard of chiggas? And yeah. yeah, these little bugs. Yeah. That get in your How legs. Do he- yeah. So he comes home. I had to be like 12. He's like, um, he starts scratching the shit out of his legs and makes them bleed. He's like, go get the bleach. Pour them on my legs. I'm like, what? He's like, get the bleach. Pour it on my legs. I'm like, that's, that's close. Yeah. I'm not doing that. He's like, I'm telling you, it's the only way." and he's scratching, scratching. He was in the Marines, and apparently in the Marines, they tell you, this is, <laughs> you can pour bleach on your bloody limbs to get rid of chiggers. I'm like, Where'd you even get chiggers? Down south, he was down. My father's gotten fire ants, chiggers. Oh Jesus! He, I mean, he's yeah, he's a hillbilly from Oklahoma. I love him. Mm. And if you ever met my mother, the two of them together are not a match. No, like, she's so Boston, prim and proper, and right. we just we have manners and tables, and and there's and my father sanding, papering his, his goddamn moles yeah. off. You know. Mm. Okay, so on that note, um, I guess it's time to call turnover episode three. Done. Done.
1: <laughs> Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scrubs at gmail.com.